ourselves I can't afford to be here This is small town music This is big town music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid The comedy podcast for all things music Both new and classic I'm Pat Francis And I'm Mike Siegel and today, Mike and I are live and in person in the rock room. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been quite a while. It's been way too long. And uh, whenever we do one of these quickly, I just come up with a stupid topic that we can do really <laughs> fast. And well, so, yeah, Pilar took my uh, traveling one. She did. She still that was a That was a bummer. I'm she, sorry. I had, to, I had to travel. That's I was okay. out of town. You got to travel. Uh, so this one I'm calling, uh, the year is 1980. Good year. We leave the 70s behind. Yeah. We leave disco behind, hopefully. Even though not, I, not totally. Not totally. We, yeah, we did pe- not. No. Some people still have a toe in there. Yeah. But uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to play a dozen songs each from 1980 that mean something to us or that we love. Yeah. This is a big year for, you know, both of us. I think I was going into, I guess, maybe seventh grade. You know, seventh, eighth grade around that time. So I was about 13, 12, 13 years old. I was 1980. I was 16 and heading into uh, your sophomore grade. year. Yeah. Yeah. 10th like grade. Wow. 10th grade. I know. Lots of fun, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. I Some of these albums are still my favorites to this day. Of course. Anything that hits you between the ages of eight and 18 is with you for life. I That's my theory. It's like that, that decade... Everything hits you hard because it's so you're such a sponge absorbing everything in life, yep. and you're getting into you're finding what you're into, you know, and you'll always come back to it. I agree. Music, movies, TV, you know, it all comes back to you. I'm just going to give you a taste just to start it out, and the, I'm not even playing these songs. I'm just giving you intros of two songs from two of my favorite albums of all time. I'm just going to play the intros real quick, back to back. I'm talking like five seconds each. Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, that's Leonard Skinner. Oh, sorry. Same year. Same year. 1980. That's wow. uh, Queen the Game and ACDC Back in Black. I know. I left off some big ones on my list because they were just so. I mean, everybody knows them. It's, I we've... mean, there's so much. Don't talk about them, though, because okay. maybe I took them. Who yeah, knows? you might have taken them, but. But uh, yeah, just a lot of great stuff. So, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I'm your, trying to think. Last your, time I s- your car crapped out. Your, yeah, your that, lady had to drive you around that was like a your mom dropping you off. <sighs> yeah, have fun at your play date. I got the what the uh, Prius owners call the red triangle of death. Uh oh, that comes up, and that the only time I've ever seen it before is when my hybrid battery went. But I replaced that. Okay, and this may not be the hybrid battery. It might be something else. It might it, be the small battery. Is it fixable? We'll find out tomorrow. Of course, it crapped out at like six o'clock on a Friday, do where even, I couldn't get, <laughs> couldn't bring it anywhere. You know, everybody's gone for the weekend. Do you even want a car anymore? You want to give that away too? I'd like to live in a place where I didn't have to have one. I like not having a car, like when I was in New York and yeah, that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I don't. So your car's I'm paid, not a real your car car's guy. paid off. So oh, you're, you're just time, paying yeah. for insurance. Yeah, and maintenance and maintenance. So I've got my car. I'm, you know, I'm not a car guy. So it's actually it's a for the two of us. It's a great second car. You know, yeah. I just park it. I mean, it was really low maintenance until this weekend, and then, uh, and even then, I don't know how long, what I'm just going to be. But you know, I didn't worry about it. I could park it anywhere. It's all scratched and dinged. I didn't care. Yeah, whatever. Except when they stole my catalytic converter That's this a year. Bite in the ass. Yeah, 
that, that happened sucked. to a, that happened to a girl at work. And oh, uh, it's epidemic all over. And well, her car was parked in the parking lot of work. Oh, and they just brazen. Oh, and the guys that know what they're doing will take them like a minute. Yeah, they don't care. No, I had a shield on mine too. I put a shield up. What's that mean? It's like a big plastic plate underneath to, that covers it to protect it from people stealing it. Wow. And they they know what they're doing enough that they, they cut around it in the right places and kind of weaseled it out. How much did it cost to have the shield put on? It cost like 300 bucks to get a shield put on it. We, and even then they said it's it's not guaranteed. It's a deterrent, yeah, it's you know, deterrent. for the guys who it's like... It's like a club. <laughs> yeah. They'll see it and maybe they'll move on, you know, and find one without it. But yeah, if they want it, they'll take it. The guys that know what they're doing, they'll take it. And they did, and that sucked. And you don't know it until you go out and start it, and then it sounds like a lawnmower, you know, just... It's really loud, because, you know, bypasses the muffler, so it just sounds super loud. Do they replace it with a blade so I can do my lawn? Yeah. Do they put a blade under there? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm. Uh, we have two Priuses, and they're, they're parked in our driveway at night, but it doesn't mean someone can't come into our oh, driveway. Oh, yeah, you're lucky you've gotten away with it this long. Oh, my God, don't tell me that. No, I'm telling you. I mean, it's it's, it's epidemic. And what's what's the chance that they take yours again? I mean, they know you have one. Oh, yeah. And they go, no. Oh, they but, drive by. You, you, all you can do is try to, the fact that it's in your driveway, it's a little higher risk, you know, so they may not do it. If it's on the street, though. It's a higher risk for them, not for me. High risk for them, yeah. So they, they don't like to go on... Um, People won't, in general, they'd rather not go on public or uh, private would property. It, would but, it be better to back my car in than pull it in? Does that no, matter? I mean, it's more, it's kind of in the middle of it. It's it's kind of I think it's middle. more toward the front, but. Uh, All right. We it, have one of those motion lights that comes on too, if you. Yeah, that's in. a deterrent. Don't, try to park it where it's in view of the house too, or you can see it from the driveway yeah. and, and stuff. And, you know, right now, you know, my girlfriend has a dog, so that kind of helps if it's parked in the driveway. you just leave the dog in the car. Yeah, right? we leave the dog. Perfect. <laughs> that's great. Dog alarm. Wouldn't you but, love to yeah. catch them? Any noise, that dog just... I'd oh, love I'd to love to catch him. Oh, yeah. It'd be so... I mean, when I was in there, and she's in a good neighborhood too, but when I was in the uh, mechanic, they just said, there was like two other guys in, in there with the same problem. They took them. There's just been a rash of them all, you know, for the, all year long. And and all three of the, you date the same person. Yeah. It's wild. It's crazy. <laughs> I think they're targeting her more than us. Yeah, I think. That might be an ex. That might yeah. be one of her exes that uh, doesn't like all her boyfriends. Yeah. So now I still got a shield and then they even welded like a chain on it to like help it. And there's things you could do, like try to like monitor, uh, put your VIN number on it. And so maybe make it harder to resell and yeah. tra- and trace easier well, but a, a guy i work with said that they melt it down and they sell it for the it's the elements inside yeah the there's elements like three inside. really there's a uh, platinum is one of them plutonium <laughs> platinum <laughs> plutonium yeah there's plutonium there's yeah. platinum uranium they and can make a bomb out there's of it diamonds in yeah. there <laughs> i mean it's a lot of stuff a lot of stuff in there yeah but the price for that stuff went way up and that's why all this is happening but yeah things are going great it's crazy but other than that, it's it's been good. But this this weekend, it sucked. Well, let's pretend uh, that we're back in 1980 when things were simpler. Oh, didn't have a car then. Did you have a car at 16? No. No, certainly not. No? Not no. even like you used your parents' car? Yeah. You used could whatever. You, what was Pennsylvania law? 16 you could drive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't get my license till 17, though. Well, really? Yeah. I couldn't wait. I was down there my 16th I birthday. I was, I was like, whatever. Whenever it happens, it happens. You nerd. It's like losing my virginity, whatever. Yeah, that's whatever why it happens. took so long. You yeah. need a, a car helped. Whatever tell happens, you. a car helped. <laughs> <laughs> Just for dating in your social life, you know, it helps. I, I, we always had two cars, so I always had access to a vehicle if I needed it. Yeah, so, but you wanted, if not if you needed, without a license, you needed to drive it. Yeah, my two best friends had licenses. 
They step it up. This is why you had no dates in high school. I had dates. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first tune from uh, so-called 1980? You have a, there's a problem with this, though, in my opinion, but you're going to let us know. Oh, yeah. Well, this one, this one always pops up. I've always, I was surprised, too. I had to double check this because it's from uh, London Calling, from The Clash. And I'd always seen, when, whenever London Calling's listed, it always says 1979. So I was right. like, can I include this? And then... Uh, I did another check, and I dug a little deeper. It came out in December of 79 in the UK, mm-hmm. but January of 1980 in, in, the, US. in the US. So, right. so I, we're, it's, we're gonna it's it. a gray area there, but yeah. Um, but what a way to finish a decade. So you'll find it, it'll, it'll pop up on best of lists of the 70s and the, and 80s. the 80s. Yeah, they were smart. So, yeah, so they bookended it. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a seminal album, great album. London Calling. London Calling. And, and what's your tune? That's, you know. The, it's funny because the album cover always uh, leads me to believe it's a live album, but I know it's not. No, no, no. But that's a live, you know what I mean? Yeah. That but an iconic like fo- shot. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those shots where they just went, uh, yeah, this is too good to. Yeah, this is too good. We got to use it. <laughs> we got to use it for the cover. Smashing that bass. Oh, so what, great. What's your tune? This is um, one of my favorite songs on it. This is Clamp Down. Rock and Peace and Mick Jones. Yeah. Here we go. Down mean that means uh, the the authorities are going to kind of like the fascists are coming oh, to clamp you down, okay. take right. away your freedom. The man's got me under He's, the thumb. Yeah, see, you start wearing blue and brown. All right, that's their uniforms, man. All right, the man. When you say wearing brown, you mean the UPS guy. Yeah, exactly. And, and the <laughs> yeah. post office wears blue. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, but I did not get into Bruce Springsteen until 1980. The River. Right. The River. Yeah. His fifth album. Fifth. So even Born to Run, you you couldn't get on board. Uh, I mean, I'd never he- I didn't hear those albums. I just maybe heard Born to Run on the radio. And that was it cuz Small Town PA, we didn't have like super great radio. They played yeah, the Yeah, but with Born to you like to do a deep dive when you like something and when you heard Born to Run, you didn't go check out Bruce's albums? Not back then. I mean, after I bought The River, then I went back and bought the other four. Okay. But The River was my gateway. Sure. Because uh, I heard Hungry Heart on the radio. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is great. That was really the only kind of top 40 mainstream airplay. I mean, yeah, that he had back Born then. to Run really was, yeah, some FM channels would play it's all, it. Yeah, it was all, you know, so we, he, I didn't hear Badlands or anything like yeah. that. That was a, and even Hungry Heart probably, did it crack the top 10 even? Ah, that's a good question. I, I It wasn't number one. It wasn't Dancing no, in the Dark. No. You know, it wasn't, you know, that kind of Let stuff. So, because that was like a big deal when he, when he went commercial. Yeah. Hungry Heart. Ooh, he, he's in the top 40. I need hits. Bruce, sell it out. I got to make money. <laughs> I don't got no money. Let me see. the. Let me try to find Yeah, it wasn't until like rock formats really changed and became like classic rock and album oriented and all this other stuff. And that's something we're going to see in this whole list now. Because I really went looked at like the top 40 or the Billboard top 100 mm-hmm. and stuff. 
And we'll just never see a time like that again. It was all over the map. You know, it was crazy. Here we go. I got it for you. It says Hungry Heart went to number five. Five. Okay. Well, that's high. Yeah. Yeah, considering uh, the previous song, uh, single Badlands, went to number 42. What did Born to Run do? Born to Run. Did it even? 23. 23. Top 40. Well, yeah. Prove It All Night, 33. I never heard that on radio in my life. (laughs) Yes, you did. I mean, Prove It All Night, I don't don't think I did. Not back then. All right. All right, so I so dropped... This is your gateway, gateway Bruce drug. This is a gateway Bruce drug. I dropped the needle on uh, track one, side one, and it's It's my favorite Springsteen song. Is it? This is my favorite Springsteen song. This is The Ties That Bind. Yeah. All in on the, like your first one, like whenever you I'm hear, kind of all in on all, my first. All, one. It's always your first one because, like, uh, even when you, like you first heard got into Aerosmith in the '80s, you like all the '80s crap, yeah, and like the classic '70s stuff. You're like, yeah, I like it. I yeah, like I'm trying this to much. think what the first Aerosmith album I bought was. It was probably Night in the Ruts, 1979. But I, I love that album. Yeah, and it's not Toys in the Attic. Uh, Toys in the Attic is right up there. That's one. Yeah, of, that's in they, my top three. But do you like the '80s stuff? Better. Um, I like Pump, but I don't know that I. I would go back to um to get your wings and okay, yeah. yeah I no the '80s stuff um has lost its luster as far Aerosmith has really lost its luster with me. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot. But you're you're still in with you're all in with like Asia and stuff. I do like Asia. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what my problem is, but I, I am all in with some Asia. I couldn't get into the '80s Aerosmith stuff. I really. I couldn't. Yeah, uh, I know they were getting big hits and they got a lot of MTV play, but yeah, I couldn't. I understand. But this is like a weird time too. Eighty was eighty was like, it's a year before MTV, yeah, happens. Yep. So that's a big deal. And one thing that struck me, a when looking at the the Billboard Top 100 for this time, a is how eclectic it was. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. You'll have like. Kenny Rogers next to Cool and the Gang next to yeah. ACDC next to you know Lionel Richie yes you it, too it's, it's everything it's, it's nuts and uh, you'll just never see a format like that again but it exposed yeah. you to everything yeah so that's how I think one of the reasons like older hip hop guys like you know Dr. Dre or something mm-hmm. like that they 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 could drop like a, a Led Zeppelin riff a sample or something yeah or a drum beat not think anything about because they knew it they heard it yeah. you know and I don't think kids now hear stuff that's not in their wheelhouse they're just not exposed to it no not on television not they just go right to YouTube and find stuff that they like and don't yeah. see anything outside of their their zone but also this is a time when it's like I don't know it, it's uh, how American it was yeah you know there weren't many British or foreign bands on that top 40. And no. you realize it's like any of the old, it was like older British guys. Elton John uh, had a, you know, a couple things on there and Zeppelin had broken up by now. Now yeah. the who had kind of fallen apart. Yep. And, there wasn't a lot there. Yeah. The, so, and there was the no, Brits. 
and MTV really kind of fueled that second. They called it a second British invasion with Duran mm-hmm. Duran and all. Yeah. All those other bands, Def so we're, Leopard. Yeah, we're so we're kind of like, like in between that, and then country still had a presence. Yeah, in the pop charts, and that's yeah. this is like the Urban Cowboy year. Yeah, so that was it's like Mickey Gillian. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> guys are wearing like you know cowboy hats and suburban bars and stuff. And yeah, it was a weird time. Kids these days, right? Kids, huh? Well, look, we I saw a horror movie today called The Last Voyage of the Demeter, and kids are not going to go see this because the pacing is so old school. And they want whiz bang. They want their horror films whiz bang and blood, you know. And this is just it's Do the a frights come slow and yeah, because it's a build. It's a yeah. build. And um, did you like it? I liked it. I did like it. I liked okay. it a lot because I like Dracula. And it's a it's oh, about oh it's about the um the boat that's bringing him to London. Ah, and of course that boat's uh, destined to uh to London from Transylvania. From I think it's Romania. Yeah, that's Transylvania. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for my geography. Yeah, it's a region would, of Romania. I would now. expect nothing less from a traveler. <laughs> I've been to Transylvania. It's beautiful. <laughs> blah, uh, did you go blah, blah, blah? blah. I, I, no, I, visited, uh, I visited, actually, supposedly the the, the guy that it, he's based on, yeah, Vlad, yeah. The, Vlad Impaler. the Impaler. And we toured his castle. Is he yeah. a real guy? He's a real guy. He was a real guy, yeah. But whether he sucked blood or not. No. Yeah, he wasn't the undead. Yeah, they, they embellished a lot. The author of whoever. Bram Stoker. Yeah, that guy. Um, and speaking of, uh, so I, I included a lot of one-hit wonder. Uh, yeah, this is definitely. k stuff. And I had almost forgotten this. When it came up in the list, I was like, what is that? And it's the second I heard it, I went, oh, that one. I just never knew that was the title. And this is from a guy named Steve Forbert. Do you know Steve? Uh, I, I know uh, I know. <laughs> we got to look him up. Him. I, I don't know anything I'm looking about. him up right now. And what happened He's, to him? Uh, well, he's still around. Is he? Yeah, he has uh, had a new album out, I think, last year. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, 2022, Moving Through America on Blue Rose Music is uh, the label. Let me see, uh, where did this uh, Where did this thing chart? Yeah, this is a song called Romeo's Tune, and I never knew it was called that. Went to number 11. Yep, and the second I heard it, I was like, I knew almost every word. All it's right. one of those things that just, you know, again, music lodges back in your head. This is Romeo's Tune by Steve Forbert. K-Tel smash hits. Oh, gods and years when rise and fall and there's always something more. Lost in talk, I'll waste my time and it's all been said before. While further down behind the masquerade, the tears are there. I don't ask for all that much, I just want someone to care. Everything's okay Come on out beneath the shining sun Meet me in the middle of the night Let me hear you say Everything's alright Sneak on out yeah, like I don't remember hearing that ever. You don't remember at all? No, not when I was a kid. I mean, now, oh, yes. I'm like, oh yeah, I think I know that song. But yeah, I mean... I mean, and Did you have some big giant A... Like we had WLS in Chicago, which you could get all the way... You know, pass you know, to Iowa. I, mean, and, I, like, I didn't get any Pittsburgh stations until I hooked cable up to the back of my receiver. Oh, really? Then I could get state. We you had, had mountains in your way. We had WFBG, the Rock of Altoona. Okay, that's that's what we tiny. Had. And they, you know, what was got, their format really? I mean, whatever yeah, they 40, win, top forty. But I mean, there wasn't like a na- national service, and like DJs could probably play what they wanted. Could they? Um, I mean, the station had recommendations. We talked about this a couple uh, months ago. I did an episode about... Um, yeah, I heard it. W- it was fun. And, uh, yes, and that DJ overnight, he played whatever the hell he wanted yeah. to. 
didn't he didn't care he, he had a whole wkrp situation yeah he probably played his own records they right. were probably his he probably brought them into the station so you know they were all taking payola you know they were <laughs> yeah. all taking like you but know, yeah we straight and, up just heard whatever the single that was out by the most popular of the popular bands sure so we didn't we didn't get a deep dive on stuff you know yeah. what i mean no that's what i'm saying nothing there was no deep dives or anything like that. Yeah. That was like a rock station. You know, we had WLUP, the, the Loop in Chicago, but that was really, it came about, got popular in the 80s or, uh, yeah, kind of in the 80s. Um, but 79 or late 70s because the Loop was what really jumped on the, uh, they got known for the the disco bashing, you know, disco sucks. And they were, you know, that's where Steve Dahl worked yeah. with the disco demolition and stuff yep. like that. So that was all like rock. You know, the uh, angry white dude uh, backlash to disco. Yep. And we'll talk about that a little later. But that was Steve Forbert. And so he's still alive, huh? He's still alive. Still touring. <laughs> God bless I him. I think he he just played in Chicago. Where did he play? Name one of the places like um, where they would play blues, like in uh, like in Berwyn or in Cicero. Oh, yeah. Fitzpatrick's. I think he was just at a place like that. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. All right. This is uh, now... This album comes between two big classics by the Rolling Stones. This one comes between Some Girls and Tattoo You. Oh, right. And this one, I love this one. Emotional Rescue. It doesn't get enough love, in my opinion. I really like it. And speaking of keeping their toe in the disco. Yeah, I think this is why people turned on it. uh, Yeah, but, uh, you know, She's So Cold is on here. But I'm going to play the title track. I know, but it's still still on tour, right? Springsteen and the Stones. But you still kind of understand the backlash, though. It is. Compare this next to, uh, you know, this is not, you know, bitch or you know, this is not Sticky Fingers. Yeah, it's not shattered. It's not. Yeah. But I mean, it's lighter. It's softer. I love this album, though. Yeah, because it's one of the first it things you heard. Came with a giant <laughs> fold-out poster. Oh, did it? Giant. Yeah, so cool. And this is, I mean, this is the biggest hit off it, right? This the well, uh, I think um, She's So Cold, I think, was maybe bigger. You think that was bigger? I'd say this went higher. All right, let's find out. Put money on it, buddy. Cue, uh, tee up your next one while I look this up. Well, Where's Kyle when I, I don't want to look <laughs> stuff up, Kyle? No. Well, I listened to uh, Christie's movie, and as the time we're recording this, I listened to her episode talk about her roller skating movie. Yep. And she's going to shoot it tomorrow. I know. In the next couple of days. Are you going to go check it out? Um, she, t- I told her, I said, let me know where you're at and if uh, if I can come by and, and check anything out. But she's probably so nervous. She doesn't want to deal with anyone hanging out. Oh, she's got to be, you know, busy as hell. Yeah, and busy. Not nervous so much as busy. Right. Um, but this, I think her movie takes place in 79. And 79 and 80, I mean, I was like her, like, I went to the roller rink a lot. Yeah. And some songs just immediately remind me of the roller rink. And this is one of them. We talked about, you know, 
the Stones would be on next to <laughs> like let, let me give R&B. you the let me give you the uh, the charts on though on okay, Emotional Rescue. You were right. Emotional Rescue number three. Yeah, it went high, man. And uh, she's so cold. Twenty six. Ah. 26. Number three. That's amazing. And it got that disco backlash from the hardcore bros, you yeah. know, the rock dudes. Let me see how many, let me see how many albums Emotional Rescue sold though in, in comparison to the one that came before and the one that came after. Thank you, Wikipedia, for all this uh, knowledge. <laughs> uh, okay. Some girls went six times platinum and Tattoo You went four times platinum. Emotional Rescue, two times platinum. Okay. That's but- pretty, I mean, if you sold... Two million albums now, you'd be like the biggest thing. But the one after this was their worst album, right? Uh, Undercover went platinum. Dirty Work still went oh, platinum. Dirty Work is not good. Dirty Work is their worst. Still right? went platinum, though. Yes, they could do anything. Went to number still. four. I know. They could fart in a box and sell it, and it would go, you know, sell a million. It. You'd buy it. Buy it. <laughs> it came with a poster. <laughs> right? That fart, yeah. that fart came with a poster. All right, tee up your song. Tee up. All right, a roller skating classic this one and uh yeah that picture me in 1980 wearing my uh designer jeans and parting the hair in the middle and feathering it back buddy this is the uh the spinners working my way back to you frankie valley and the four seasons cover mm-hmm. see now i have 1979 for this really yeah hmm. they both work it could have bled over no, there's a couple that I looked up. Everything that, else you're fine. That made the charts. I'll keep working my way back to you, babe. With a burning love inside. Yeah, I'm working my way back to you, babe. And the happiness that time I'm heading to get away. Been paying every day. Couple skate, all skate. I like that song though. It's fun. Yeah, it's great. But uh, yeah, there was a couple things that, like they might have been released in '79, uh, but maybe not charted until '80. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're gonna split hairs here. No, you could. That's your job. <laughs> Splitting hairs, being well, a pain I in mean, the ass. I mean, the the, the episode is 1980. So I you know, but it, but a song from '79. You know what? It came up on my Billboard Top 100 of 1980, and that's why I included right. it. Maybe it bled over. It, it charted. Could've. It could have. Right. All right. I already explained myself on the uh, (laughs) Clash. Uh, I did eliminate one because I I went back and looked it up, and it it came like, it was the uh, J.D. Souther song, um, You're Only Lonely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah, I love that song. And uh, it came up as 1980. I was like, I don't think that's right. And I looked back, it it came out in like, I want to say September or like the summer of 79 i was like i can't include it that might be a misprint so That's, yeah well let me what see what a great song i hadn't heard in a while though let me see uh where i have jd souther here yeah for the life of me i thought it was always it was roy orbison that song well, i think i think he does a version of it doesn't he roy uh, i don't know but i mean he was inspired i thought it was an old roy orbison song that he was covering but no jd souther wrote it because he was you know he was a big orbison fan as a kid and it was like an homage kind of thing but it, uh, this other wrote it. Yeah, 1979 is what I got it. Yeah. And uh, I have extensive metadata in my and, iTunes. And so. everybody played on that album. It I know. It's like yeah. everybody sang backup, yep. you know, Jackson Brown and um, your, your whole guide, the family, Still Waddy Wachtel yeah. and Korchmar and all those. Still didn't make him a household name, though, did No. It? 
All right, 1980. Now, I, uh, everyone, when I was in high school, like when you'd go through a record collection, you'd always see everyone would have like a certain album. First Boston album, it's everywhere. Yeah. Everyone has it. And I always saw Night Moves, Bob Seger's Night Moves, which was in 76. So I'm like, I gotta get this album. That's a cool-ass cover too. He just looks cool. Right. And so I was a, a Seeger fan since then. And then in 1980, he releases uh, an album cover with some horses running. Right. And, and it doesn't have the... The Silver Bullet Band logo. It's got like some script. I'm like, all right, but um, <laughs> but I love this album. Oh, it's a great album. But there's there's some uh, there's some songs that I love. I'm gonna play one, but I, th- I, this isn't for everyone. And this is the horizontal bop. Oh, you're playing you're playing this one. Yeah, because I kind of okay, it's, it's I just like, it's a throwaway. But... I'm playing it without a stinkeroo too. Okay. It's not bad. Spiffy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just that. a classic old. Yeah, you know, I like that little when they do the piano. Oh, the piano and, and yeah, then the, it just comes in. But I uh, there's great songs on here. Against too. the wind and what else? You'll accompany me. Oh man, great. Um, Fire Lake is on that one. Fire Lake is, I think, her strut. Oh man, what a great um, album. Betty Lou's getting out tonight. And then, um, and then there's deep tracks like "Good for Me" that's just so classic. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Bob no, Seger can't go wrong on that one. Yeah. No, I. I uh, that guy's legit retired now. He's done. He did. He did officially. Say. He's done. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know if he'll. Release he's earned it. He's probably like eighty. He's got so much money because he still lives in Detroit. Yeah, he never he's left. Like a rock in their Chevy commercials. He's fine. His manager is still his same manager, so they must have some oh, really? good relation. Yeah, Punch Andrews is the guy. Oh, now he's got a Kid Rock showing up and wanting a yeah. photo op. Yeah, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Bob's not all in on Kid Rock anymore. All right, what's your next one? Uh, well, I was going to get it. Like I said, they, they didn't have any, uh, hardly, the, the young British bands couldn't break the charts here nope. at that time. They might have got a little play on MTV and at college times, stations, but, and that's yeah. it. You know, police still hadn't broken through, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who would be the young? You mean think bands? They were still playing the old British guys. You I know, know. They, I were, know. they weren't getting in. And uh, this band was as big as you can get in Britain, but could not get. Could not break through here in America, and it's one of my favorite bands. And I was wasn't gonna let this go without playing some of the something by uh, the Jam, and this is from their album Sound Effects, and this was the single off it called Start. I love the song. Right. Good bass in this one too. Great tune. Yeah, it's fun. Great tune. I think that was their fifth album by that time. Wow. How many albums do they have? I think they did one after this one, um, and then Paul Weller went solo. 
and he continues to be solo. Continue? No, he, he did not go solo. He formed the Style, style Council. Style Council. And, and now, then he went solo. So, yes. How many yeah. Style Council albums? Oh, Jesus. Well, some weren't released here. They were packaged differently in the yeah. UK. I think they did about four, maybe. All right. You know, they did Live Aid. They did do Live Aid. <laughs> they I were know. the second band I know. in the UK crazy, Live right? Aid. Some of those bands that went first. Who did we get first? Hooters? Did we get the Hooters here Maybe, JFK? It was, it was status Philly. quo in, uh, or as they say, status quo in the UK Stace. went first. And then, yeah, the Style Council went second. Wow. Yeah. We don't, we don't even remember. Barely remember. You do. Cause I you're remember. The, yeah. Because I mean, we're seeing him talk about it. All right. 1980. That's where we're at. We're yep. in 1980. Uh, I saw my second concert ever. It was my favorite band of all time still. It's Cheap Trick. They had an album out called All Shook Up. Love this album. And their opener for that show was UFO. So, and that's the first Again, time. Again, you're the, all in now. First, first uh, ones, Uf, you're in. UFO was the first uh, band I saw live that I didn't know anything about. Until they played Lights Out, I kind of knew that. Or Too Hot to Handle, I kind of knew those two. But as soon as they hit the stage, I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> this is crazy. Like, I wish I could, I wish I could remember it more vividly you know what i mean you yeah did, you, don't, you were on acid so you could yeah. oh the people in front sitting in front of us snorted cocaine <laughs> in i mean front of you, like right out in the open yeah right you gotta out, love the 80s i was just like they snorted cocaine you know i'm like this is <laughs> fuck, what the fuck is going on rock and so, roll man and so uh the album that ufo was touring with was called the wild the willing and the innocent and that was released in 81 i saw them in 81 but I'm going to play a song from Cheap Trick's 1980 album, All Shook Up, and I'm going to play a song from UFO's 1980 album, Letting Go, uh, called No Place to Run. And the reason I'm going to play both of these is because they have the same producer, and then I'm going to see if you can guess who produced these two albums. Okay. Here we go. Baby Loves to Rock. More and more, I'm thinking about love. Love Right. That's fun. That means uh, my baby loves to fuck. I think we know <laughs> what that means. All right. So uh, a little more about Cheap Trick. I The first album I purchased was obviously at Budokan, then went back and bought the other three. And then after at Budokan came Dream Police, and then there was an EP that came out. So this is like, I'm all in on Cheap Trick by this point. This is like the fourth thing that I bought on day of release from right. this band. So very exciting time for me. Was there... Star already kind of fading a little bit. Did any anything chart off this album? Um, no, nothing charted off this album. Um, they had a minor comeback two years later with "She's Tight" right. and um, "If You Want My Love, You Got It." But then, and then it wasn't until '88 with "The Flame." Yeah, but it was uh, it was wearing yeah. off. I was all in, and I was so disappointed <laughs> it was heading down because I'm, I wasn't there for the rising. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, the seats were cheaper then. <laughs> they weren't. This, oh, really? the, the, Pittsburgh Civic Arena it was sold out still yeah all those UFO fans had to come out <laughs> right <laughs> alright so this is from UFO's 1980 release No Place to Run this song is called Letting Go 
go. Here it is. Autographed. It's right up there. I love that album cover, the black and white photo by the gas pumps. Oh, where is it? Right up there, right above uh, Journey Escape. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a cool album cover. It is Just cool. the band, black and white photo by the gas pumps. All right, so do you have any idea what famous, famous producer produced both of these albums? All Shook Up by Cheap Trick, No Place to Run by UFL. It couldn't, it couldn't have been... Uh, Who's the guy that shot the woman? <laughs> no, it's not Phil Spector. Not Phil Spector. Okay. I, this is my brain. Who's the guy that shot the woman? That's, yeah. <laughs> that's how I've reduced nice. the man. Um, was it Mutt Lang? It's not Mutt Lang. When I tell you, you're, ne- never gonna, you're not going to believe it. Was he also a musician? Um, would I know him as a musician? You would not know him as a musician, but he is considered the fifth member of a certain band. Oh. Oh, uh from the Beatles, the, the George Martin. George Martin. Jesus, my brain is really. George Martin. What was George that Martin like? produced that? Yes, both U- of them. UFO. <laughs> He's yeah, George he Martin. Has time on his hands. George back Martin then. is in the studio with uh, Phil Mogg and Pete Way of UFO. What is that like? Well, I'm wondering if this is when he owned the studio down in in Montserrat. In, in Montserrat, and maybe that's he was kind of sitting in on a lot of people. Maybe, maybe, but he has sole producer credit on both of these albums. Yeah, and cheap well. trick, big Beatles fans. They were. Very excited to be. I'm sure with everybody was trying to like, you know, like bring us some of that magic. Give me, give me some of that Beatles magic. Yeah. And did it happen? Did he ever produce somebody who hit it big later on? Well, he produced America, tons of their hits. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But nothing like. You got a little sleep in your left eye. This one. Yeah, right there. Is that the uh, bad one? No, this is the bad one. It's really bothering me the last couple of weeks. And it's drying out a lot. You know, so do you carry your summer. drops in your pocket oh, yeah. at all times? Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I never ask about it because you don't complain about it. And no. when to look at well, you. Well, if I'd it, have been around this week, you would have heard a little sound. To look, to look at you, it looks fine. Oh, thanks. But now it's been red a lot and, uh-huh. and it's just been it's just been bothering me. I think I don't know, it makes the dry air and like air conditioning and Is it hard to read books now? It strains a little bit. I think I stare at computers too long or my phone yeah. too long, yeah. and, and just but wind, especially like if I'm outside. If I stuff. break wind, yeah, <laughs> that, oh, I'll, that'll you'll hurt. See it. Tears, you'll All see right. tears. All right. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Oh, this one. Um, I've never heard of this in my life. And I didn't either. And I found it and it, it, I didn't remember it at all. And apparently it made the the top 100 in 1980. Uh, I have no problem with Neil Sedaka. You know, 
Never had a problem with him. Who did? Who who has a problem with Neil Sedaka? He's not hurting anyone. Laughter in the rain. Come on, that guy. Bad blood. Breaking mm, up is but, hard to do. Yes, great. You know, in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Yeah. But he decided to do a duet with his daughter, mm. who was probably a teenager at the time, maybe or like twenty years old. Her. Yeah. And she did have a career as a singer, and I think Dara Sedaka. Yeah. Never did some heard acting. Of her. Me either. No Me idea. Either. And uh, this is uh, their hit that apparently charted. Should have never let you go. Uh, is this like a love song between a dad and a daughter? Oh, that made me creepy. <laughs> made me creepy. Let's hear. Let's creepy. find out. Yeah. There it is. Hey, you. It's a seagull stinkaroo. Oh. Your beauty steals my breath away. Gross. Oh, God. <laughs> I had to look at it. Was it his wife? Look into my eyes, I hope that's not his wife. She's yeah, no. Eleven. <laughs> to find the words to say. And this would be uh, coming up after this. ACDC. Right. Because <laughs> you're creepy. Yeah. I just got to let you know. Well, that's him. That's him. He's feel so tangled up inside. I don't know which one's singing it. <laughs> this is Neil. I should have never let you go. I, I, don't, I don't understand it, this type of a duel right? between a father and daughter. <sighs> Anyone can make mistakes. What's the there Frank Sinatra, is. Nancy Sinatra duet? What's that one called? Uh, something stupid. Crazy, something stupid like I love you. Yeah. yeah. This is just something stupid. <laughs> yeah, this is just. <laughs> All right. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're getting. What happened to the blood harmony? Yeah. This and is a bad blood <laughs> harmony. <laughs> We're getting into like you know this was like the age of uh, wow. Debbie Boone, and yeah. uh, oh I didn't bring in I don't know if you but uh, Bette Midler's The Rose I think came out that, that oh year, okay All which right. was a big hit in yeah. this kind of style I mean there was a lot of ballads out there on the charts. And apparently this snuck in. Ooh. Boy, oh boy. Ooh. Um, my friends and I, John Gallagher and Jim Schultz, we loved going to see 80s comedies. Anyone that a Saturday Night Live person was in, we loved All In on Belushi, Ackroyd, Chase, everyone. Well, everyone loved Saturday Night Live. And we could not get enough of this soundtrack in 1980. Oh, here we go. From the Blues Brothers. Yep. Here's She Caught the Katie. Introduction to the blues, <laughs> Blues Brothers. My uh, and, and yeah. without Matt Guitar Murphy, <laughs> you better watch yourself. <laughs> this is um, it was a great year for comedies. It's, I mean, there's talk about a seminal year of like shaping my comedy mindset. Yeah. You had the Blues Brothers, Caddyshack, and Airplane 
came out that airplane. Stripes come out in 1980 or was that 82? Stripes may, no, Stripes was either 80 or 81. Uh, yeah, yeah, Stripes amazing. may have been 81. Look, we but, saw we saw Blues Brothers at matinee at, you know, Saturday afternoon probably. And um, when it was over, like they wouldn't kick you out of the theater. You could stay. Right. And so when it was over, we were all like, let's just stay and watch it again. <laughs> so we watched it. And it's a two and a half hour oh, movie. Oh yeah, it's long. We watched. We stayed there for five hours. We watched it back to back. We loved it so much. Well, I mean, as big as you, you know, where you were. I mean, we were in Chicago, so yeah, I mean, people gigantic. loved. It. They just wanted to point out. Oh, that was shot by our house. This was, uh, you know, they're pointing out yeah. everything that. Oh, that's where they were. Yep. You know, yeah, it was. It was huge, and it played all summer long. It might be playing now. It might still be playing somewhere. Oh, and somebody puts on the closing number. Like on, I'm still in jukeboxes in bars. They'll put on "Sweet Home Chicago," yeah. and it's like 20 minutes on the yep. album. And it's like, who put this in? <laughs> God damn it! Um, and who's not with us? Belushi, uh, Carrie Fisher, Aretha. I think Matt Guitar Murphy's with us. James not Brown. Us. James Brown, and uh, all those people are Cat gone. Calloway. And, and John Landis killed three people after this, so <laughs> a lot of people gone. In relationship to this movie, did they have a separate budget for cocaine on that movie or something? Or, or I know that Belushi walked off the set. Yeah, they just, had to have a handler for him, just following him around, just you know, just to find out where he was every time. Yeah, John Landis tells the story that Belushi's pissed off one night. They're filming; he's in full Jake Blues outfit, <laughs> and he goes, "That's it, I quit. I'm leaving." He goes, he literally walks down the street, puts his thumb out, a car immediately stops, he gets in and drives away. <laughs> so someone stranger just picked him up. How do you not pick him up? Oh, yeah, hey, is that Belushi? Pull over. Is that Belushi in full Blues Brothers outfit? <laughs> All right, this next band that you're going to play, they still play at the Canyon Club from time to yeah, time. Yeah, Dave Wakeling still lives, I think he lives down in the South Bay, kind of near me right now. Yeah. So he'll, yeah, he'll gig around. And, uh, you know, they were called The Beat in England, and they couldn't be called The Beat here, so they had to be called The English Why Beat. Why couldn't they be called The Beat? There was another band. Another that band had, that didn't do anything? Yeah. Well, that happens a lot. Though. I know, but I've never heard, you know no, what I mean? who the hell knows? But um, yeah, and this is like part of that, you know, the two-tone ska movement there was the specials album had come out, was it 80 or 79? I can't remember, but that was like huge, yeah. huge in, in that circle. And uh, again, you weren't going to hear these guys on Top 40, but... Not in Holidaysburg, no, Pennsylvania. No, they certainly weren't. I don't think I heard it until later in college, you know, on like college stations or... You know, when when radio started to divvy up a little bit. But yeah, this is um, the English beat with the mirror in the bathroom. It's a good one. Oh, it's fun. This is about cocaine, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? Got to have your sacks in there. Got to have Yeah, I Just Can't Stop It was the name of the album that came out that year. And that was their first, and it was big. It, it was still big. big. Yeah, and a lot of hits on that one. 
I mean, hits for them. <laughs> and who is the uh, who's the ranking Roger? Ranking Roger is not with us. No, yeah, Rock he's and gone. Peace. They went on to form uh, General Public. Yeah. after the English beat broke up. Fun band though. Uh, my neighbors, Jay and Dave Lentzik, they um, they were older than me by a few years, but they had a massive vinyl collection, and they would let me borrow their albums. And uh, good neighbor, yeah, yeah, and just uh, for as long as I wanted to. And then when they wanted it back, they just come knocking the door. Hey, I need my uh, I need that album back. <laughs> so um, that's where I first heard like Journey Infinity and Journey Evolution. But the first one I bought, like day of release, was the third Steve Perry album, Departure. So I'm going to play a deep track on there called Someday Soon because I always love when Greg Raleigh and Steve Perry would sing together, like and share vocals. I just think it's... Was this the end of Greg Raleigh after this? This is the last Greg Raleigh album. Yeah. Uh, well, Captured, the live album came out after oh, this. But okay. studio-wise, this was it for Greg Raleigh. So let's hear Someday Soon. for the change you will be there just like the night of the day without a care the darkest before the dawn open up your eyes someday soon mm, there'll be a better day and someday soon Perry comes in, yeah. it's a whole different thing. Yeah. No, it's that like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean this yeah, this is also the start, like right before you know, with that era of what they ended up calling corporate rock. Yeah. Because what happens with big giant corporations by the eighties was starting to buy up these little small labels. Yeah. And now you had these huge conglomerates owning this stuff and the money was Everywhere, and yeah. it, but it was big cocaine budget, and also uh, you know there's something that happened in the '80s, and then like you, just in society and in America anyway, with the Reagans and all the other, when money became cool, yeah, it wasn't cool for artists in the '70s to sell out or right. even as pretend like you like right. money. You know, you don't dress up, you don't, you know, they still wore jeans yep. and yep. t-shirts on stage, and then it sounds like. No, now we want money. Yeah. <laughs> now we want yeah. to get paid. I think and there's a lot of money to be made here, so the let's Stones go. Stones were like one of the first to have big corporate sponsorship for their 80s tours. Yeah. And, and they Jovan and stuff like that. And people forget, you know, in the 70s, that was not a cool thing. You didn't no. put your, like, Pepsi even on, you <laughs> no. know, on Pepsi sponsor's no. journey. No. What? What? Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? Fuck that. Sell it out to the journey. man. Yeah, exactly. And so they were starting to see this kind of growth that was just like in the those old 70s kind of ways were kind of ending yeah and it was getting more i don't know growing up but a lot of these artists were getting into their 30s and deciding <laughs> that hey. money was kind of cool yeah I might and they need to money. afford cocaine now so yeah yeah and a lot of those bands were breaking up in what? the 70s yep. you know you know you start to see the cracks in like fleetwood mac <laughs> and things and zeppelin and you know john bonham had just died you know, people are starting to die. <laughs> that kind I of know, thing. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, what was I going to say about? Uh, it's weird though to hear that Journey song and then think that a year later, "Don't Stop Believing" came out. They does. They don't sound like the same band. You know what I mean? It's yeah. different. I think Jonathan Kane bought brought more into that band than people give credit for. He brought from the songwriting. He, he brought process. the songwriting. Yeah. Uh, the it's like took him from jam band to 
like pop yeah. rock. And they were happy to take it. You they know, were absolutely like, they were. <laughs> when they saw the checks, they were like, yeah. hey, this oh, is not so oh, bad. The most downloaded song of all time? Sure, they want a piece of that. Okay, this next song you're going to play, I got it marked as 79. Okay, is it 79? That's when I got it. And yeah. Oh. But play it. It's good. And rock and peace to this guy. Yeah. Well, this is Prince. And I, Dirty Mind came out then. I thought it came out in 1980. This is from his, this is from his self-titled Prince album. No. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. What did I think it was? You know what? I may have played this one by mistake then. So maybe there's one from Dirty Mind you wanted yeah. to play? Yeah. Okay, let's look. Make sure that came out in 1980 first. <laughs> did that Don't worry. I, I had John Heffron on here once. That, and we did oh, 1984. Don't, don't and compare a, me to John Every Heffron's single song brain. was not from 84. Well, yeah. Well, he's... You know. I was yelling at him the whole time. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Dirty Mind came out in 1980. Okay, it is Dirty Mind. I was. Right. And what are you thinking of? Uh, what's, what are you thinking read, of? It, read me some there. Dirty Mind? Yeah. When You Were Mine? When You Were Mine. All right. Well, That's what I was thinking. Why did I, I, I brought the wrong track. I'll play that. Recorded later by Cindy Lauper. Let me find it. When you were mine. Yeah, he still hadn't really broken through a mainstream yet. Right. I mean, it's still uh, a what? few years before 1999. Not you mean the song? Yeah. yeah. Not the year 19. <laughs> no, the album. All right. Here we go. When you were mine. I have a, oh, here it is. Mm-hmm. That's slapping the yeah. bass. It sounds like the strings are just whapping against the... Controversy. Controversy came after this. Eighty-one. This is second. This is second. Okay. All right. And then uh, four years later, Miss Lopper tackles it for her "She's So Unusual" album. All right. Nice money for Prince. Yeah, for sure. A little bit different. Yeah. Pop it ahead a little bit. I'm gonna go with Prince's version on it. Yeah. She kind of scrubbed all the uh, the soul right out of it. Yeah. White chick. She mauled it up. She she shopping mauled it up. I think Christy Stratton would disagree with you, though. She loves oh. that album. Did you see Kinky Boots? I didn't see Kinky Boots. Okay. Did you see it? No. Uh, my lady friend uh, just saw Kinky Boots. And? And loved it. 
All right. I bet Written it's good. Written by you know, words and music by Cindy Lauper. There you go. Yeah. She wrote the book, too? No, um, Harvey Firestein. It's got to have songs in there that she didn't write, though. No, well, according to the, the program, she wrote all the uh, words and music. Hmm. Because she does a lot of covers. So well, does, no, this is an original. This is like, original. This isn't. This is like a jukebox music. No, 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 no. This is an original story. An original story. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. It's a, it's a show, man. I wonder. Theater. She, all right. Okay. The, well, the next song I'm going to play is absolutely not Broadway bound. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> um. Look, this this guy's not in 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 2023. We don't like this guy. Oh. But my. back then, I saw him a couple times in concert, and his early 70s albums, or mid-70s albums are good, and he, he, he jumped into 1980 with an album called Scream Dream. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's still my favorite album by him, again. Good cover. Yeah, Do you cool like cover. Scream Dream more than the early stuff, like Stranglehold and... Here's what Come I can on. tell you. Here's what I can tell you. The the early albums are better. Yes. But this is this one's my this favorite. This is your first one because yeah. it's your favorite. Yeah. So here we Whatever go. Whatever hits you first, you're in on that one forever. Let's hear what happens here. What's happening? Oh, no. Here we go. All right. Is he wango? Is he tango? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Also fuck. All night she fucks. Right. So stupid. What an idiot. I know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is this when she's. Now, is this when he's uh, traveling with the 14 year old? Uh, I hope not. I didn't know anything about that back then. Well, none of us did, but. Then, you know, like uh, those songs where you do a dance and they go, they tell you how to do the dance. He tells you how to do the wango. Oh, thing. good. You take her right ankle out. You take her left <laughs> ankle out. You, oh, my God. I'm gonna, <laughs> what an idiot. You get her belly propped down. You get her butt propped up. And then you do the wango tango. Is that what he says? Yeah. Oh, I never made it through the end. <laughs> a lot of people didn't. Wow. I know. Look, it's... Uh, not, this is the cover with the, his arms turned into guitars. Yeah, right? it's there's not it's not a strong lyric, <laughs> strong lyrically. But that uh, that tango. opening, uh, the production in that uh, opening riff. I was telling people how to vote, and they listen. They actually <laughs> right. take his advice. Right, right. He gets their belly propped down. <laughs> he gets their butt propped up. And he what tells them who moron. to vote for. I know, really. God. Uh, so yeah, that, of course that's not <laughs> as good as you know a stranglehold. Sure, or, you know. Any of those. All right. What do you got for us? <laughs> Cleanse the palate with something. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is... Uh, oh, okay. Here's a, here's a K-Tel wonder. I mean... You know you have your flashlight on. Every time you hold your phone. Oh, no, I didn't know you're, that. You're blinding me. <laughs> what are we, uh, 80 what years old? 80 years old. Yeah. Well, anyway. Sorry. He doesn't know how to turn it off. There. It's off. There we there go. go. What a mess. Uh, so anyway, uh, our friend Rupert Holmes, everybody knows his one hit, which is gigantic. This was, by the way, 1980. We did a Yacht Rock episode. Yeah. This is Yacht Rock heaven, right? This this is a, this is the era of Michael McDonald, uh, Blue Eyed Soul. There, there was a lot of Yacht Rock going on. Ambrosia, Little River Band, 
uh, which I didn't bring. Um, but uh, the P- escape the Pina Colada song was yep. Rupert Holmes. But a lot of people don't know he had a second uh, song to make the charts that year. I did not know that. And then I heard it, and it did sound familiar. So went to uh, number six. This went to six. Six. Wow. And uh, I, I, that I did not know and did not remember. So this is a song called "Him." Was that your Carson? I did not. Know. I did not know that. Uh, <laughs> Hello. That's a, that's a terrible Carson. Him. I uh, did not know. Him. She forgets to hide them. This guy's got marriage problems. Which I big time. Left those must be an yeah. asshole. She'll say, exactly. Just a Who left these smokes behind? Yes. His birth name is David Goldstein. Is it? Him, yep. Him, him, what's she gonna do about him? Born in England. She's gonna have to do without him. He's still alive at 76. What do without me? Married to his lovely wife Liza Dreyfus, they have three children. You would, you would thought, but between uh, Pina Colada song, they're they're going on the want ads trying to get <laughs> new new strange, and then <laughs> this one, he comes home and there's a strange pack of smokes over there by the window. He, his third single went to number thirty-two. You've probably heard it also, "Answering Machine." I don't remember that one. Oh, you gotta, I, now you got to play it, right? I, yeah, I mean, I have to. Was that nineteen eighty as well? See where Answering Machine comes in. Uh, 1980 as well. Same album. Man, he was crushing it that year. Okay, I got to play this from the iTunes store because I do not believe I own Answering Machine. (laughs) Answering Machine. Yeah. Oh, and a few people I didn't bring in. Well, I don't know if you'll... I didn't see your list and stuff like that, but I I didn't bring Pretenders in. Yeah. I mean, the people I omitted were... Amazing debut. Yeah. We had... Or Tom Petty. Uh, He didn't have an album in 80. Didn't... uh, when did Hard Promises come out? 81. Oh, just missed it. 79 was Damn, and then, all right, here we go. And now, I know you're going to know this Answering Machine song. Okay, let me hear it. It's from the album Partners in Crime. You can buy the whole album for seven ninety nine. Leave your name and number, and I'll try to get back to you. You have 30 seconds to talk to me before you're through. And I said, baby, let's go get married. I don't remember it. And while he's leaving the message, it cuts off. And if I can leave one message before you go to bed, I would say to you. And the phone went dead. Motherfucker. Damn it. This guy stepped out to buy some dog food for the cat. Why? Why? Called about three minutes. Like I don't know if this guy is like, a, is he a, is he a weird howl or is he <laughs> serious know. musician? I don't know anything about this he guy. He likes a story song. But those three songs come on the yacht rock radio station on Sirius oh, FM constantly. I don't doubt all it all the time. Boy, that just uh, talk about a, a resurgence, you know, for him. <laughs> you know, my God, for him, him, him. him. <laughs> what they gonna do about him? He. uh yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, I read one story about him uh, that he's been sober for like, you know, since 19, early 80s. Okay. <laughs> and of course, everybody who sees him, like, I'm going to get you. They pina send him colada. a pina colada. Uh, and he's please like, don't. You know, please don't. Please stop don't. Stop it. Just stop it. But man, the pina colada song. 
Rupert Holmes. I know. Couldn't, well, hey, he's impressed me, man. He's got a lot more hits than I, Who knew? I gave him credit for. He's got more hits than we do. Yeah. <laughs> Two more than I thought he had. I still love that episode we did, Two Hit Blunder. Go look at that. We play the person's one hit, and then we play the what follow the follow-up was, and fucking awful. Yeah. Some <laughs> right. horrible shit came Two out hit blunder. of these idiots. Yeah, so we left off. You, you didn't bring the pretenders, because I didn't bring because I thought I you would. No, I didn't, because there was so much stuff, and I love that. That's a great, it's right there. Yep. It's signed. I'm looking great at it debut. right now. Uh, they're and coming. also, didn't the wall come out? Seventy nine. Oh, okay. The um, I know it's close. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the pretenders I'm, are coming to the Regent out here, and I got online to purchase tickets like a real person does instead of trying to call in okay. favors. Could not get them. Sold out like that. Oof. Like I didn't know in 2023 that the pretenders still held a tight fan base. I'm glad they do. Oh, yeah. Well, we saw her. I know, this a is a small times. venue. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. still, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. When did uh, that Kinks album come out? That was eighty one. <laughs> God, I'm I know. Close that that Kinks album. You give and, the people what and, they want. And Tattoo You came out within three weeks of each other. Oh, okay. So the Brit, the these British invasion was storming the charts in eighty one. <laughs> All right, uh, nineteen eighty. Hall and Oates. I'm sorry, Daryl Hall and John, John Oates. Oates. It's sure. not Hall and Oates. It doesn't say Hall and Oates on their albums. It says Daryl Hall, Hall and John, John Oates. They released uh, what is my favorite Hall and Oates album, Voices. Okay, and I love it. And this thing kicks off with a song written and sung by Oates, and it's one of my favorite Daryl Hall and, and John, John Oates, Oates. songs. <laughs> this is How Does It Feel to Be Back. Okay. that tune no i didn't know it it was released as the first single from the album it went to number 30 that was the first single first wasn't single. you make my dreams come true on it that was, one yes but it was not the first single i'm gonna give you the rundown here uh how does it feel to be back came in at number 30 then you've lost that love and feeling came in at 12 a cover yeah then kiss on my list number one and then you make my dreams at number five. Boy, they really released that wrong. They did, like totally <laughs> in like revert, like just not how right. You, how do you release that first as a single, and you hear "Kiss on My List" and go, yeah. "Now nah, let's sit on or that." Or you That's, make my dreams. Yeah, dun, right. Dun, 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 <laughs> two catchiest songs dun, ever. No, let's release that Oats song. Then their next two songs from Private Eyes both go to number one. Private Eyes and I Can't Go For That, No Can Do. So go. this one really kind of kicked them off into a this new level. This one kicked, yeah, Voices kicked them off into platinum, 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 yeah. single, single, and MTV single, single, helped single, the whole the worst videos, despite the worst videos, they, <laughs> despite the worst they videos. blew up. They're one of the yeah. first 
MTV stars, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Private Eyes video, they're in trench coats. Oh, awful. And pork pie hats and just... Yeah, they must have spent at least $37 on So them. bad. <laughs> All right, here's a, here's a very famous member of a very famous family. I don't know why. I mean, I thought of all the people I could have... seven minutes and 40... I know, can you believe that? long. Still, I mean, we were on the, around the edge of end of disco, and so the Jackson 5 would kind of like starting to break up. Yeah. Or, the, or they did... And Michael started a solo career and off the wall. Well, the Jacksons were not, they were just the Jacksons Yeah, now. they went to the Jacksons and uh, off the wall. Because this guy left, I think. This guy left. Jermaine may have gone first. Jermaine left and they brought in Randy for the Jacksons. No, Randy's the oldest. They brought in Marlon. No, 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 no. Jackie's the oldest. Jackie, Tito, Jermaine, Marlon, Michael, Randy. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Randy's okay. the youngest. But Randy came in when Jermaine flew the coop. And not the, uh, not the Randy of your pitchy dog. <laughs> no, no, not that Randy yeah. Jackson. <laughs> not Latoya. Not Reby. <laughs> right, not Reby. Um, but Off the Wall came out, I believe, this year too. Was that 79? Yeah. Oh, that was 80. I oh, and these two albums battled up the charts. Oh, Off the Wall was so great. <laughs> but I know how you feel about Michael now. And, and I was like, we've paid enough of of Michael Jackson yeah. and everybody has heard Off the Wall which is an amazing album by it's the way it's probably better than Thriller really it, it really is it's really good um, but this uh, this was uh, I guess would be Jermaine's biggest hit maybe I'll look so it up I, I threw him some uh, some love here in the R&B and again here's another roller skating uh, classic but I remember this playing at my school a lot let's get serious <laughs> He's had three spouses, seven yeah. children. This sounds so dated, though, compared to it's like the wall. You hear that, that synth. Those yeah. synthesizers were so of the time, though, but does not help at all. They're way up front. Let's get serious. Went to number nine. He did have a song in 73, Daddy's Home. Yeah, went no. to number nine also. But I think this was his big hit, and then uh, he couldn't. And then Michael just blew everybody. Out of the he water. had a, uh, a duet with Pia Zadora when the rain begins to fall. Oh boy! I yeah, just, I just, I just love uh, Chris Rock's bit. It's like this is Jermaine Jackson, just the greasiest motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. Skin all shiny. Yep. <laughs> just He's, the greasiest. I know. Why is his skin all shiny like that? Maybe he moisturizes. A lot, though. Uh, with uh, Crisco. Yeah, and he's always got... The the hair is wet, too, sometimes. Yeah. The jerry curl. Yeah, that was enough. Oh, the jerry curl. Yeah, we're just like... We're post-afro and pre-jerry yeah. curl. So this is a weird time for hair. Yep. Like, it was short afros at this point. Yep. It, was, it was an odd look. It, was, it, it didn't carry. But it's still right. better than the jerry curl. The jerry curl's terrible. All right. Next up is Mr. William Joel. Oh, sure. Is the Glass funny. House is this, this yep, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, it's funny. I'm playing them back to back with Hall & Oates because I just saw Daryl Hall open for Billy Joel in Hyde Park. Wow. Yeah. That's right. You did. That was a great... And still, Daryl Hall, angry. Um, he didn't really have... To, he was angry that day because he was in the blistering sun. Like, yeah. it was right in He's his eyes. He's a pale man, too. And it was crazy how... The sun was that day. It's not I supposed to be sunny in London. No, no. 
But they uh, didn't put a shade or anything over the mm-mm. stage nope. or anything like nope. that? Wow. Nope. Okay. The, um, let me give you the rundown of this, though. These are all the bands I've seen for free in the last two months. I saw Daryl Hall, Billy Joel, Kiss, Joan Jett, Brian Adams, The Tubes, and Cheap Trick. All for free in the last two months. Where did you see Kiss? I saw Kiss at the O2 Arena in London. <laughs> okay. I think I've told this story already on here. but I'm gonna You probably t- did. I'm going to tell it again real quick for you. So uh, my nephew, Casey, he likes Kiss for... For the right reasons, he thinks they're idiots, and but he's like, but it's some of the songs he likes some of the right. songs. So I'm like, wonder where those. And we were talking about how long this uh, and this final tour has been going on, and I said something like, wonder where those idiots are at this week. And he opens his phone up. He goes, they're here in London. I go, when? He's like, they're here Wednesday. I go, where? He goes, the O2 Arena. I said, okay. This was like when the plane landed in London. Okay. So I go, as soon as I we get to the Airbnb, I'm gonna see what I can do. So. I go through my old email and I find Gene Simmons person and I email her and I go, are you still the contact person for all things Gene Simmons? And she says right out of the gate, yes, but not for the tour. (laughs) You want to talk to this person. Great. So then I email that person. Hey, are are you, are you the person for press tickets? Yes. For the U S dates, but not for the UK. You want to talk to this person. So then I email that person. He's like, and what I said was, I'm in town covering the Billy Joel concert. That's what I said. Like a professional right. journalist. And I said, and I would love to check out the Kiss show. And he goes, uh, I'll get right back to you tomorrow. And then the next day, in, free tickets. And they were great <laughs> tickets. Okay. And Kiss was great. They were actually great. All right. So anyway, that and is my story. who's playing guitar and who's playing drums? Tommy Thayer is on guitar right. he has been for i don't know 18 15 years and eric singer's on drums in the cat makeup. okay still how yeah. does paul sound okay the screens were gigantic we were on closer to paul's side of the stage and the screen was right in front of us gigantic and i was watching him super close to see if there was any trickery any lip syncing i did not detect any lip syncing and he sounded pretty good all right Gene sounded great. Paul sounded pretty good. Um, but the stage patter is just... It, it just... People! I forget what it's like. London! Yeah. We ain't been in London in a while. <laughs> it's just like... But it's great to be at the O2 Arena. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's something... He doesn't know what he's going to say, I don't think. <laughs> like, he's like... Let me tell you. Look. 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 That's when you know he's trying to find his place. <laughs> no, he's got something. Look. Look. You ain't never going to see this again. <laughs> this is our last time here. That's right. <laughs> it's just like, oh, God. God. I know. It's nuts. All right. So glass houses. I, I love, I'm, as I get older, Billy Joel music seems to be, mean more to me than it, than Bruce or some of the other artists that I would have told you maybe meant more to me a couple years ago. Because, because I, what he writes about, you think? I, I, I don't I think it's because Billy Joel music was more prevalent when I was in high school and college. Like it was, everyone had Billy Joel. I don't know why, but it was more, the people that I knew listened to that more than they listened to, you know, Tom Petty or Springsteen. Well, at or, 80, he was still, he was more successful than both those guys. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Still just burning up the charts. Yeah, he was. He was hitting it big. And and Glass Houses, I love because that's like his skinny tie kind of punkish yeah. album. 
And uh, so I've just picked a deep cut, Sleeping With The Television On. I love this song. Love the drums. I remember that from listening to the cassette. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, Billy Joel still sounds great, man. He really, he really puts on a good show. Uh, at one point, uh, well, two or three people passed out in the crowd because that's how hot it was. But he didn't notice the first two. But the third one, he notices. He goes because people were coming in to to get him, and Billy Joel said it was between songs. And he goes, "Is that guy okay? You got you guys got him?" And then he goes. You're not dead, is he? And then he gives like a thumbs up. And then he just went right into the song. He didn't even let them like, he didn't even stop to really let them. He just was checking. All right, okay. well, we got to keep going. Yeah. So, Do our uh, English Kiss fans different than American Kiss fans? Um, the place was the place was sold out and they were really into it because they they probably haven't seen it as much as we have. I mean, when I looked at the stage, I turned to my nephew and I said how do they get all this stuff over here is this in like a giant plane I mean I mean where do they get this staging I mean I mean there's companies that do that there I mean you, you I know have but like- it's just like to think about it you're like they brought all these this rigging and all this stuff here and they brought these blow up kiss things oh, that yeah. on the side could, of the, all yes. this stuff they did it's a, it's a, a crazy operation yeah I mean they it's I had a recent uh, story of uh, or a guest on the Travel Tales podcast, which I'm still doing. But there was a guy that does. You still like doing it? I do. All right. I, I wouldn't if I mean I wouldn't do it you, if I didn't, you didn't enjoy like it. it. Yeah, that's what I tell people too. I still like doing. This. Yeah, and there was a guy I met on the ship who does these uh, presentations during the day, and he's um, this guy named Leo Rossi who managed. He was a tour manager for Fleetwood Mac and a ton of other bands. Nice. Like he he did the rumors tour. I mean he he's he has a lot of stories. How much cocaine did he do? <laughs> he's alive. He doesn't tell though. I mean I tried to get dirt off him, you know, know, and he won't he won't do it. Which yeah. is you know, it's it's their friends, you know. But uh, super nice guy. But he was telling me about just the logistics now when he sees these as as crazy it was bringing you know they had to hire like a military plane to get gear to Australia at the time and then just weaseling that out of people, yeah. you know, the, and, uh, but he said we were going with like, you know, 10 trucks and he sees these tours now, you know, a hundred trucks for Taylor <laughs> Swift or something like that. It's, he goes, it's insane. And, the, and, trucks. and you're, you don't even have to do because the, I guess the sound equipment is so much better now Yeah, and you can get so much more sound out of a smaller thing. You know, you don't have to do these giant walls of stacks yeah. of, amps anymore but he said it's those video walls and things that just take up a lot of room the video walls that kiss had were incredible they had one on each side of the stage but then there were video walls in the ceiling and they would uh, uh not in the in the uh not in the ceiling of the arena but uh, above yeah. them that would that would move and come down it was like it's hard to impress like, people now we got to give them something i guess there were so many bombs during that show like flat <laughs> flash pirotechnics. pops 
I jumped every fucking time because like <laughs> it would be so random. Like again, at the beginning of the show, okay, I get that. And I, I jumped then, but then like just in the middle of a song in the middle, war machine, I'm like, what the fuck? Have they altered their costumes for the guts for like, yeah, Paul, okay. I'm telling you, Paul still is in shape. Yeah. Uh, Gene is packed in there. <laughs> It's like it's a sardine can. Yeah, right. that cape is getting longer and bigger. Yeah, it's like putting a shark in a sardine can. It's just, yeah. But you know, and then the um, they put the makeup on like to try to give you oh, the, the jawline. Jaw but Gene's gullet is down there. It's just not working. The waddle, like the turkey yeah. neck, was hanging yeah. up. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Next up is is it me or you? I just played Billy. Joel, oh, it's so me. It's I got you. another uh, snakearoo here. Oh, what? Yeah, uh, this one, again, let's talk about somebody, two-hit blunder. I didn't know she even had a second hit. Our uh, gal, Kim Carnes, of the Betty Davis Eyes, had one called uh, More Love. More Love. Now, this, I guess this is post-Betty Davis Eyes, right? She or has, is it? She has 13 albums, 13 studio albums. Let me see where, uh, let me see, I'm going to the singles right now. Betty Davis Eyes is 1981. Oh, no. So this is pre. Yeah, this is 1980. This okay. went to number six. I never heard it. I couldn't I couldn't went place to it. number six. And it's it's square and like, uh, you listen to it, well, you'll see. Uh, I mean, is this Dionne Warwick? Is this, you know, Natalie Cole? It's really soft and generic and, um, and she also and bland a- R&B. Excuse me, I'm yawning. Oh, she had a big hit. So with, was the audience. She had a big hit with Kenny Rogers. Don't fall in love with a dreamer. When did that come out? I, I don't know because it's not on her discography. That would be on his. But I, I can tell you, I'm reading her other singles. I've never heard of any of these songs. Yeah, Draw the Cards, nope. Mistaken Identity, Voyeur. Does it make you remember? Uh, Invisible Hands. I don't know any of these. <laughs> but this one went to this one. Uh, oh wait, wait. Did it go to number six? Hold on. No, no, no. Adult contemporary number six. Yeah, but, okay. But pop chart number 10. 10? Yeah, 10. Wow. All right. So this led to Betty, Betty Davis, Davis Eyes. Betty Davis Eyes. Okay. Um, after this came a song called Cry Like a Baby, went to number 44, boo, and then Betty Davis Eyes. Did she write Betty Davis Eyes? I hope so. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, she did not. No. No. <laughs> no. Did she write uh, More Love? No, it's a it's a Smokey Robbins and the Miracle yeah, song. Yeah, this is uh, something. It could have been sung by anyone, I think, and it just <laughs> happened to be her. All well, right. you'll know when you hear Let's it. Let's try it. <laughs> hey, you! It's a seagull stinkeroo. Right, give it, give it to Roberta Flack, give it to anybody, you know. Just, just so dull. I, I know, just. Number 10. 10. What did it beat out? What did it knock <laughs> off out of the 10 spot? Him. Him. <laughs> no, him got the six. Jeez, this sucks. You never hear anyone say Kim Carnes is their favorite artist, though. No. I mean, it just like uh, it just lays there. It's just kind of there, yeah. but it could have been given to anybody. And she's like, "Let me just pick that off the the catalog shelf and the record company." And here's a song. Man, that's no Wango Do Tango. <laughs> no, it isn't. Not at all. But I mean, talking about Kenny Rogers, there's two artists that I left off my list that owned 
that year, and it was uh, Kenny Rogers was all over it. I was going to play. I, I had Coward of the County came out that year. And, oh. and uh, you, you know, everyone considered him the Coward of the County. Oh, sure. Not just a few people. <laughs> everyone. Every single person. <laughs> How would you like to be that guy? <laughs> so, hey, have you met Tim? <laughs> Have I? Yeah. Fucking coward. Couldn't stop a rape. What? <laughs> the <laughs> That's what it was about. I know. So depressing. I know. Uh, so Kenny Rogers and Linda Rodstadt really owned that year. I didn't bring in any Linda, but yeah. she was all over. She had a ton of yep. hits that year. Now, this band uh, that I'm going to play, uh, this was their third album, the all-important third album, but it didn't matter because their first two albums are killer. Uh, this is the Cars Panorama. And so many of these albums I'm talking about, I have signed on the wall right there. But this is uh, this is touch and go, and I just always liked the feel of this song and then how it kind of gets a little country, like with the guitar. It sounds like a, like it's all, it's like new wavy, and then it's all yeah. it's like chugging like a country. What's the is the one after this? Is the one I hate it? Is it is that auto American? It's the one after this is uh, shake it up. Oh no, that one's good. You don't like heartbeat city? No. What what came after that? Uh, that what is the th- what is the sixth? Uh, well, now you're now you're just isn't it Auto American or whatever? No, that's no, a Blondie not. album. Auto yeah, what American. am I thinking? I don't cars? Know. Are you talking about the cars? The cars. Jesus, I'm I'm sorry. Jesus. Oh my God! Turn, what? Your, turn your flashlight back. Yeah, long COVID. I think that's what it is. <laughs> sorry, folks. I'm, I'm mentally. I'll just turn the music up. And drown you out. This is the right era, though. At least we call ourselves on our mistakes. We're not editing mistakes out. Ben Benjamin Orr, right? That's, no, that's Rick. Oh yeah, it is. But like this is like a like a little country spot. Speed it up a little. It could might have a little ska thing going. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there you go. There yeah, you go. So what did Blondie come out? Well, that was the other. The number one hit that year was... Uh, oh, um, sorry. That's my playout song. Okay, sorry. Sorry. I didn't even say it. Didn't even say it. That's probably was on my brain. Yeah. That was, that's why yeah. it was on my brain. Yeah. I forgot the Cars. Their first album came out, what, 78? 78, 79, yeah. 80. And this was and the thing. And then they take a little bit of a break and come back strong yeah. with that. So you're in the, the last death throes of, of disco. Yeah. Really. And, and that's when, you know, the really disco sucks. The backlash was yep. there. And so that moment in Airplane when it's like, hey, playing all the discos, Chicago's big disco. And then knocks it over the <laughs> antenna and yeah. the whole audience cheered in my theater anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, but, you know, you had the occasional. Donna Summer hit that that year, and there was there was still a lot of disco on the charts. Yeah. you know, Funky Town was one of the big hits that year, and so they had a lot of R and B. Did you watch that uh, Donna Summer documentary? I did. Is it great? It is. It's really good. I want to see. It's interesting. That. Um, yeah, but she started. I think she had just moved on to a big, I think the Geffen label or something that year, and and she worked hard for her money. She worked hard, but then she became pretty Christian. And decided she didn't want to sing those. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then bad uh, girl. She wasn't going to do bad girls. Yeah, anymore. and decided oh, that boy. you know. And then she came out and said, you know, she came out against like, you know, pro, uh, you know, anti Adam and Steve and 
Oh boy. You know? Yeah, and then oh, and when you sing disco, you want to turn off a gay audience. That's yeah. a bad career move. Yeah. <laughs> they're Hopefully the ones she had, they're the them and the black money by then. You know, disco came out of the black and gay community. Oh, <laughs> you know, so you want to piss them. Here's half your audience gone. So it was a bad right. career. She was move. not an ally. Is what no, no. And so that hurt her too. So she had I think had her last hits around this time. And um yeah, but they, but it had great songs came yeah. out that year for for like dance music and stuff but it was really the backlash was was there and i found this one a uh, one hit no wonder yeah this is deep oh uh, the ones i didn't include speaking of that i had to give a shout out yeah. to cool and the gang had a really hot year that year ladies night came out and uh, they didn't make my list but uh i got to assume earth wind and fire were earth wind were and fire were big then. uh i think september came out in 79 the year before but they were still pretty sure it came out in september <laughs> yeah we're uh really big but cool and the gang was hot they had just gotten their new singer james taylor the other james taylor yeah james jt jt taylor yeah um but this you would be mike ms ms yeah that's not Siegel. good that, that MS. Does, doesn't ring no doesn't ring but this is a guy this is another song i've totally forgot about and then i heard it, i was like oh yeah gotta play that one this is a uh, rocky burnett Tired of towing the line. It's a really annoying singing style. This is a good song, though. Yeah. some intel on Rocky Burnett. What the hell happened? Let's find out. Kyle, look it up. All right. Rocky Burnett. Rocky Burnett, born Jonathan Burnett. Sure. His nickname was Rocky. Uh, JT. American singer and musician and the son of the rockabilly and pop singer Johnny Burnett. Okay. Because his first album is called The Son of Rock and Roll. Okay. Uh, age 70, still with us. Still with us. Uh, I always like this. Years active, 1979 to the present. <laughs> uh, Any other la- hits? Last album, 2019, on Sunset Boulevard Records. Oh, my God. Guess what the album's called? Rock Solid. <laughs> That's what they, okay, now I got to look Sounds up. Sounds like it. we got a guest. Future I gotta, guest. I got I to look him up, because what if he has a song called Rock Solid? Of and his name's Rocky... Yeah, it's kind of like a yodel in his voice almost. It was a little, little his kind of a weird thing. His last album is called Rock Solid. <laughs> oh my God, I got to hear something off that. Rocky Burnett. All right. Come on. You're going to tell me. The, oh, there it is. Wow, look at this. Uh-oh. You're going to play it? I'm seeing if there's a song that's called Rock Solid. There isn't. I'll, I'll read. Well, there's a, what? Is this a, this is Greatest Hits? What is this? There's a lot of. Uh, greatest Hit? It's, it's got it's got eighteen. Oh no, one disc is live. Uh, he has a new version. He has a new version of "Tired of Towing oh, the Line." Oh no! Let's hear how he sounds in uh, two thousand. Tired of towing the line. Ah, this is one of you redo your song for. Um, yeah, to sell it. Yeah, for commercials. I'm gonna find myself 
Look at this album cover. You can look around. So, yeah, it doesn't sound that much different. No. Good for him. All right, let's just hear something that's not that. Uh, let's get the t- opening track, should be good, right? Gone, gone, gone. I don't know. What it? Gotta be honest, uh, he doesn't blues. sound too bad. No. What did I say? He's 70? He's 70. Rocky Burnett, ladies and gentlemen. Rocky Burnett. Then and now. That's, a, <laughs> that's our then and now segment. Okay. All right. My next tune is my last one in two of the play out. Um, I knew of this guy from his song uh, Runner on Empty, but I didn't know much about Jackson Brown up until 1980 when this thing came blasting out of the AM radio. And this, uh, I don't know if he's ever rocked harder than this. This I don't is, know what you're going to play. This is Boulevard. Oh, okay. Here we go. And that's signed right up there. Down on the Because it's my favorite Jackson Brown album. Hold out. Yep, I love it. They look at life with such disregard. They say it can't be won the way the game is run. But if you choose to stay, That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. All right, what do you got? You got one more? I got one more. You got one more, and then I have a play out. Perfect. Yeah. It worked well, we out talked perfectly. about a, a lot of uh, eras that were ending around that time. Like, punk never took off. You know, they they <laughs> they gambled on it. You know, album, you know like labels like Sire Records and things like that. They said, we're, we're all in on this punk thing. And by 1980, they realized they don't sell records. No. As much as you like the Ramones, right? They they're not selling. selling yeah, no. Rocky Burnett will sell more albums this year. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just yeah. like it ain't gonna happen. So, so everyone that's got that Ramones T-shirt on, go buy an album. Yeah. So they shifted. Uh, they shifted down into. They made it more palatable into this. I guess it would call power pop. You know, which a lot of the music you liked. You know, and then bands like Cheap Trick and uh, you know the Romantics even you know started showing up, and it was guitar based. And it was still a little harder than, you know, maybe top 40, yeah. but it wasn't punk. You know, it was right. still, like, accessible. So we started to see a lot of that. And also a lot of the, you know, 70s prog rock uh, bullshit bands that were doing these 20-minute songs started to realize that, hey, we got to maybe get on the radio here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so there were, like, uh, oh, Rush came out with <clears throat> Permanent Waves that year. And right. all of a sudden yeah. they were just like, hey, you know, maybe it would be good to get on the radio yeah. at some point. And so let's let's shorten our so, songs from so twenty minutes to they, four. They wanted to get on the radio so bad. They have a song called "Spirit, Spirit of the, the radio, radio," which got them on the radio. Yeah, it's great. And it's it worked. A great song. So, and another band like Genesis was another one that you know Peter Gabriel left. Yeah, and again they were you know kind of left behind that twenty minute song yep. thing and got a little less artsy fartsy put eventually they get on the radio oh oh they get they get on <laughs> but this is when they started you know they pushed you know phil collins up front and yep. i think duke came out this year yep misunderstandings misunderstandings on it, it on yeah 
And but and Peter the rest Gabriel sucks. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like Duke. It's still a little proggy. Yeah. It's it. still and not. Not, I don't like Duke. But each each album after that just weeded yep. out more and more yep. <laughs> that stuff. Yep. By Invisible Touch, it's all yeah, like it's, you know sugar coated. I can't dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Illegal. Yeah. Alien. So uh, Peter Gabriel had. I think he had his third yes, album out by this time. Self titled third self titled album. And I think this that is, always works when you're trying to market things. <laughs> yeah. And people call it the meltdown because his face is kind of yeah, melted on the cover. It, I have it listed. I listed as Peter Gabriel three. Three, yeah. And that's what I call it. Melty face cover. <laughs> but this is the first time I think I heard him on the radio mm-hmm. as a solo yeah. artist. And I'm, I didn't know he was with Genesis before we, that. We never really heard him. I don't think I had heard of Genesis. We before. never heard him on the radio with Genesis. No, at all. Um, so this is uh, actually one of my favorite solo songs. It's a good his. one. Yeah, Games Without Frontiers. Here we go. Kate Bush might sing back up on this. Everyone who's pretending Kate Bush is big now yeah. because of Stranger Things. Come on. Hans plays with Lottie. Lottie plays with Jane. Jane plays with Willie. Willie is happy again. Suki plays with Leo. Sasha plays with Brit. Builds upon fire, Enrico plays with it. Whistling tunes, we hide in the dunes by the seaside. Whistling tunes, we're kissing baboons in the jungle. It's a knockout. If looks could kill, they probably will. Awesome. That's good. I hadn't heard that in a while. No, it's it was great. great. <laughs> uh, he might be touring again. Yeah, he has soon. a new album coming out. He's, yeah. He'll be touring. He'll probably show up. I would go to that show. I would too. I've never seen him. you never seen him? No. Oh, it's great. I saw the uh, the anniversary of So. And so you, I guess that would have been the 30th. Did you go with Murray to that? No. Did does, I? Does Piper like shows? Does oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that something she'd want to go to? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, all right. No, anything. Yeah, 80s, 90s. That's, that's right. wheelhouse. That's her wheelhouse. Too. Um, I'm trying to think of all the people I didn't play in this one. Like I didn't. There's so many. Yeah, I know. It was such a great year for like uh, Squeeze had Argy Bargy. I think came mm-hmm, out that mm-hmm. year. Is it Argy Bargy or Argy Bargy? Argy Bargy. Because I is it Argy Bargy? Because <laughs> I've heard a used. I heard a, a soccer uh, announcer, a British. When I watched it in a football That's how you game, knew. it was a little scrap. They started pushing each other and mm-hmm. like kind of fighting, like two players. Of, a bit of argy bargy going on down there, <laughs> and I was like, "That's awesome!" A bit of argy bargy, and I was like, "I didn't know how that was pronounced from the Squeeze album yeah. until he just said it right yeah. there." Yeah, thank you, thank you, sir. Yeah, for helping I mean, us. what is Elvis Costello? I think Get Happy came out this year. So much stuff. Bowie had. Uh, was it the monsters? The what? Um, scary monsters. Scary monsters. So much stuff came out, and I played Wango Tango. <laughs> no, and I played <laughs> Jermaine Jackson. Yeah. But you know, here we Let's are. Get serious. We but yeah, you know, we could be here it, all day to play to the classic nice, stuff. Well-rounded. Yeah. Show. And they were still playing the hell out of. Uh, they were still playing the hell out of. Uh, Damn the torpedoes yeah. and 
all that stuff. Queen had... Well, which, well the game came out. Uh, the game came out, okay. Uh, when you're on the show, we seem to get it done quickly. Like, this is one one hour, 41 minutes right now. Well, That's we've so exhausted all conversation. We, yeah, we just, <laughs> we we just stutter we know each and other stammer. That. You don't have to spend 40 minutes no, asking, you know, no, I'm not one of your drunk no, coworkers. We make a bunch of mistakes, and we <laughs> stutter and stammer. And turn I'm not our, boozing it up in here like one of your drunk coworkers. <laughs> Turn our phone lights on. Yeah. Well, we're gonna. We know we're gonna be talking for another hour after this. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> we would have to bore the listeners. No. With what we, we're doing. We get to the chorus. Well, let's yeah. promote. Where are we okay. at? Where are you at? You still uh, on the? Are you still on uh, social media? Where are you? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm still on Instagram. Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. I guess I post most of my stuff on there. Are you on X? No. You're not, not on X anymore. Uh, I still have my Twitter accounts that they carry over. Yeah. I never well, yeah, I never go on them. All right. And just like, and now this is another step. They're just like, nah, I guess I'll, yeah. maybe I'll let it go, I guess. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. But they're on Facebook. Those are the, Instagram and Facebook probably. Instagram and Facebook. And my, yeah, the podcast is still going on. The, uh, the dry bar comedy special is still out there. I'm getting on a ship this week for two weeks cool. to Alaska again. All right. Hopefully stay healthy. Knocking. Yeah. Cause, here. Cause you got the COVID last time, right? God, man. No, I didn't. Not this last one, but yeah, a couple times ago. Now, does that make you want to wear a mask? Will you wear a I, mask? I still do in like the public areas and mm-hmm. especially like the um, elevators and stuff. Yeah. I try not to get in the elevators, but you know, I just kind of limit my time. I go into the gym when it's really empty, okay. the emptiest times. But other sometimes it's just impossible. And especially if there's kids. You know, and the, yeah. the kids don't wash their hands. They Never. don't do. Never. <laughs> and they're touching everything. Everything. And just, yeah, and it's not just there. I mean, it's the airports and airplanes yeah. are bad too. So I'm I'm putting myself yeah, in look, harm's I, way. I went to I flew to London and back. I was on five planes. I was in a couple airports. Are you still masking on the plane? I didn't. Okay. I, didn't. I am still. I was on um I'm not against it and I it doesn't mean I won't another time but I just didn't it's a long flight to London yeah. with, uh, with the mask I on. mean I was at the O2 Arena with all those people I was at Wimbledon for four days with all those people I was in Hyde Park with I don't know 70,000 people yeah. and I came back and I tested four days in a row I didn't feel Good bad for you. and I didn't have I didn't get it so it's all it's it's a lot of luck the last time I got I one, thought for sure I'm going to come back and have it it is a lot of luck and, yeah. and this one I, I got I just kind of felt you know the only reason I, I knew I had it because we had some leftover tests still yeah. in the house and I was like, you know, I just, I think I, I had a head cold. It, it was really, it was a lot milder than the first time I got yeah. it. Uh, the first time it knocked me out. When you live days. with someone, you don't want to, yeah, want so them to stay safe. So and you sure wanna... enough, yeah, it just, but I was, you know, within a couple of days, I didn't have that lingering cough yeah. that I had before. And How many? Um... The shingle shot I just got kind of knocked me out the next day. Yeah. It did. It doesn't make you want to get the second dose. <laughs> oh, I got to do that. How many um, COVID vaccinations have you had? Altogether, I've had four jabs. So uh, the first two, uh, and then I had five. Two follow-ups. I had five because the fourth one, they offered it to people of a certain age, which was me. You're a certain age before it was like perfected, so to speak. So I had it, and then they're like, "Well, now we've done it better, so now you get yeah. the fifth. Okay, I'm like, all right. I'm probably due, but I mean, I don't want to get know. any more though. I don't think you know, now at this point. I mean this. This new strain that people seem to be getting a bunch this summer, yeah, is um, it's going around, but it's milder. So I mean, yeah. So I would hope, you know, I mean, again, yeah. we're not doctors, but yeah, I, mean, I, I have built up some immunity. I would hope getting it so. twice, my God, I think. Yeah, come on. So now I'm I'm bring on shingles now, baby. Bring it. What What do you need? I've had shingles, but my doctor told me yeah. I still need to get it. Yes, you you've had it. Yeah. Okay. 
and it was it was mild. Like I didn't even know I had it. Oh, I've had I've known people who got it. It's not yeah. what you want to get. Right? It's, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that scared me. But I literally need two days in a row to recover from this vaccine. Well, no, I I just for me I got it on like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And the next day, and that night I went out, felt fine. Is waking up the next day. I was like, oh, this isn't a hangover. This feels like. I was just yeah. tired all yeah. day. All right, I can and do then, it tired. And by the end, uh, that was one day gone. By the next day, I was I was okay. Right. So it was one. And then um, other people I know have had it. It didn't affect them at all. So I had an injection in my finger for trigger finger. Well, you're a wuss. What? Why do you have an injection? What do you I, trigger I had finger? trigger finger. So it just curls up for no reason. It it locks like oh. every joint locks. So like you wake up in the morning and you open up your hand, but this finger goes like dink, and then you have to go. Oh, and you have <laughs> to go like you got to push it. Yeah, back up and, in the and place. you can hear like each joint open and uh. close. And then I would have to wash my hands with super hot water to loosen everything up. So I was wearing a brace. So I went to the doctor and he goes, "It's trigger finger. Um, it's a tendon thing." He goes, "I can give you an injection to open up the tendon." Sometimes that works. Right. If that doesn't work, we can try it again. And then if that doesn't work, you have to have surgery oh. on your tendon, which would lay me, keep me out of work for six weeks. I don't want that. So the injection worked. Great. And it felt like, um, it felt like your finger was a balloon and someone popped b- it, blew your finger up. Oh, okay. So it just all of a sudden felt like my finger was like, ah, must've felt great. But it felt weird. Um, <laughs> this is why we talk uh, off stage. It's like uh, people, this is old man talk. What is, else we're is not the on alien? stage either? I mean, Jesus. Off mic, dumb dumb. <laughs> All right, we are a rock solid it's the show. Heat, man, it's we are the heat. A rock solid show on X. We are on X. we are a rock solid show on Instagram. Uh, thank you, Lisa Solak, for being the Instagram queen for us. Go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show, and go to patreon.com forward slash rocksolidpodcast to support the show. Two bucks a month. That's all I'm asking. We've I've lost a lot of Patreon supporters. I don't know what's going on. I'm still trying to do a high quality show. I'm still trying to give out a ton of prizes, and that's where we're at. And I so brought I brought prizes. You brought some books that we're going to give yeah, away. Yeah, please. So uh, books are going to be given away that were in the care of Mike Siegel. <laughs> so with that, this is the number one song of 1980. Thank Huge you. hit. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. This is "Call Me" by Blondie. Blondie. Here we go. Sunday fun day, my friend. I played tennis at eight. I went to a movie. Look at you walking around naked in your house. <laughs> I got a Dracula shirt on. Jerking it. All right, ready? Yeah. Have you used that pool at all? Have you gone in? It's there. <laughs> I don't think I've been in it yet. 
It's like 90 degrees outside. I know. And I, but I, and I won't get in it when I'm by myself. <laughs> just relax. Maybe in the low end. Naked. Just, in the low end. just fucking naked. Just get in there. I've been in there naked before. Balls out. Yeah. Tonight. That's what you got to do. <laughs> How about if I do this? What if hey. I do it? Yeah, I don't care. 